I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. The culture of childhood is really very distinct from the culture of adulthood. To really see children, we can't hold them to adult standards. Mm -hmm. And so much of the time, our expectations can be off because we, we don't understand that childhood culture. It's true. I love this book by Emily Plank, Discovering the Culture of Childhood. And there's this quote from the introduction to that book that I think really illustrates this. It says, a nine-month-old who smiles at a stranger in a park is not flirting. A two-year-old who bites his friend in anger is not a bully. A three-year-old who throws a tantrum when she does not get what she wants is not naughty. A four-year-old who tells his peers what to do is not bossy. And these are all really loaded words that we apply to adult situations. And that comes from adults having really nuanced emotions and acting on those emotions and uh, playing out certain situations with others we develop language to be able to describe what we're experiencing, but that's through the experience years of and years adults. and years of, of experience, <laughs> right? And children, though they are fully formed human beings, deserving of respect and all of the rights that are afforded to adults from birth, the expectation of children in our minds sometimes is that they shouldn't get mad. They shouldn't get sad. They should be able to get over these things. They should move faster than they do. And all these kinds of expectations that we put on children. That make life easier for us as adults. If they weren't just so darn developmentally appropriate for their age. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which is where we miss the point sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think when you study child development, we started talking about this a little bit in the last podcast then you get a clearer picture of what the capabilities are. And there are so many times when adults feel like, you know, don't see the real capabilities of a child to understand what's going on with other people's emotions or uh, their capability to develop friendships or to to even have communication to solve conflicts Mm -hmm. on their own developmental level. But then there are these assumptions that children can do something that they absolutely can't do developmentally. Mm -hmm. And we really need to work hard not to, not to make those assumptions. There's so much pressure for them to grow up. uh, And you feel it immediately. If you have one child and you, you know, they're, they're three or four or five and a new baby comes along your expectations of that three, four, or five-year-old become much, much greater because you've got a new baby. Right. And it's a difficult thing to balance. And lots of times 
truly studying developmental child development and books that really talk about the culture of children, like, like Emily Plank's book helps so much because then we can get our, our expectations in line with what can possibly really be. At Sunflower, we had an example of the same kind of a thing with a child. So Toby is six Mm -hmm. and at Sunflower, you can be six and and be in, in our preschool and he had an idea of a game that he, you know, he set up the rules. He had a couple four and five year olds with him, and he's saying, "This is what you do first, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then you do and that." He's a very experienced seedling. He has been in the space for years since he was a point. little baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's been through all of the programs, mm-hmm. so he knows the playscape. He knows all of the materials that we have. He really understands the trees in the space what his body can and can't do, and it's it's on a pretty high level. Right. Because he's on the older end mm-hmm. of yeah. the children Three in the preschool. Three to six-year-olds, mm-hmm. exactly. And so these little guys really want to play with him, but they're not getting it. They're not getting it at all, and he's getting more and more frustrated because they can't, they can't, do, they can't do what he wants them to do. And he's acting like an adult being frustrated with a child who developmentally just can't do what we expect them expect them to do as as a uh, as, as a child of that age because it would be easier for us it would it makes sense or we just don't know what they really are developmentally capable of and so there was it was just so interesting to see that contrast of here's here's a six year old doing what a lot of adults do and and then the young, the young children still acting like young children in, in, in any situation and wanting to please and wanting mm-hmm. to do it, but they just can't because they haven't had the experience. They don't have the brain development that, that, that they would need to, to follow all of those many steps, which this six-year-old just is just getting now as he moves into the next developmental stage. And uh, so it was just such an interesting thing to see yeah, <laughs> and to help, to help on both ends. Um, so I think what we did with Toby is said, okay, let's, let's write down, you know, you're really frustrated because they're not getting your game. You've got this fantastic game you've created. So let's write it down in steps. You know, what's the first thing that they need to know? Okay. Well, they, and so that really helped him a lot. It helped us. It helped the little guys. Um, and I don't know if they ended up playing the game or if they just went and did something else. But just an interesting take on that that frustration of, of expectations and assumptions. Yeah, and there's always the possibility of going to, well, he was being bossy or he was being mean to the other children when they didn't play his game the way that he wanted them to. And we can put those adult judgments on this six-year-old, or we can acknowledge this is the level of development that a six-year-old normally is at. And we can have so much more understanding, compassion, and acceptance when we are not making those judgments allowing there to be multiple possibilities. Yeah, and and you know with with children the expectations are are more than what we would expect from an adult. 
You know, it's true. You know, it's like they can get away with stuff that truly is mean and bossy and, and not very nice. And, um, and we're holding young children to higher standards. Like you need to, you need to share, you need to do so, so many things that, um, that, adults are not doing are not sharing they're not being nice they're not doing all of that um but we're we're much more demanding of children than than the adults in our in our lives yeah we can have these standards in our head and i'm starting to think that it's also related to what we spoke about in our last episode with traumas that we've had and, and experiences that color the way that we see a certain situation and how it's adults, uh, concern that they are, they will be judged for parenting or not parenting in a certain way. And so we try to micromanage how the children are behaving as a means of self preservation. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that's like three other podcasts <laughs> worth, you know, for sure, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm glad that you're bringing up that idea of our, our own childhood traumas that influence, that, that shade how, how we react, how we operate with our children, and how, you know, if we're really seeing ourselves as well as them, then, then there is a lot more room for understanding and, uh, and joy in the relationships. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm thinking now of uh, another story of a child's first day at Sunflower. You spoke about Amir, the very small little boy coming to Sunflower with no experience for the first time and navigating that. And the story I'm thinking of involves a little girl who had only just turned three and was experiencing this huge transition where she had been home with her mom and her mom was around around the clock for a couple years up to that point so her experience was only it was a, her world was smaller and then when her world got bigger it was tricky it was sticky she was not happy she was bawling at that moment when she and her abuela had to separate for the day when abuela brought her to drop her off at school and she wasn't used to it yet she wasn't accustomed to that new way of doing things and so she struggled with the transition but because of the way that teachers are uh, shown to be with children in Sunflower, this teacher met her at the gate and affirmed, wow, you are really feeling sad that Abuela has to leave. And we acknowledge and affirm all of those feelings that she's having without rushing them, without saying, but you're at school now, so put on your smile or... Let's go check this out, right? Try to throw in a distraction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead, we stick with the situation. We lean into the discomfort. That little girl is experiencing 
something huge. It, it's the first time that she's been away from her family for hours at a time in a completely new environment. And so we didn't rush her to be happy about it. We allowed for her to be sad. And it was a, a, a very sweet little miracle that I witnessed uh, a few days later in that first week. She was still struggling for her first 20, 30 minutes in the space. But because she had this teacher nearby and willing to affirm and give comfort for as long as she needed, eventually she, I saw the light switch flip and I saw her join in some play and her face changed and she was ready. You could see it. She was ready, but before that, you couldn't have forced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just to make that space to validate those feelings and stay with the feelings is hard for an adult. Yeah. Um, it's much easier for a teacher than for a parent. Absolutely. So we have to really kind of give the parents courage. And we saw so much of this kind of situation with COVID. Mm-hmm. We, we're continuing to see it because there are so many children that just were with a very small group of people. And lots of times it was just mom and, and, and the child for the first three years of their life. So to come and have to navigate other children and, and all those and, and come there with, with those big feelings, it's, it's incredibly important to support that. On both sides, because I know that this child's mama and abuela were both absolutely heart-stricken to see her that way, mm-hmm. to walk away and get in your car when you're seeing your child have a complete meltdown. I, my heart goes out. Mm-hmm. It's why we have, we have an admin, you know, we have a teacher with the child and we have an admin out there with the, with the parents. And, um, and our policy is to, you know, if the child is not okay, is to, to be with them with their feelings. And if they're not okay, to that the child can always call the parent. Um, that, you know, that situation was they both had to go to work, so there was no coming back. But they can definitely speak with them mm-hmm. and, um, and, and work it out. And we've seen children over and over again be able to, to work that out without, you know, with fully realizing their feelings and and the teachers accepting them and the kids even come up and say oh i i know i i miss my mommy sometimes too i remember when oh. i used to cry and i missed my mommy so that's even all the more beautiful that is my favorite when you see a child display empathy organically that is a triumph mm-hmm. right there We've yeah. done our job. We have <laughs> guided this child to experience empathy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Really, really, truly from their heart. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to connect more with us, you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or you can find us on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions.